Matthew 23, 3 states. So you must be careful to do everything that they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Notice, if Jesus would have come speaking against the sins of man aimed at the prostitutes, the tax collectors, and the sinners, the religious leaders of the church would have loved him. Instead, he was hanging out with the tax collectors, the prostitutes, and the sinners, and was speaking a word against the religious leaders of his time. And what was their response? They wanted to kill him. Notice what happens now when you speak a word from God against the church leaders of this time. Watch how they react. Watch how some, instead of accepting wise counsel from a common man, become enthralled with ego, clinging to their position of authority any time that their way of living is questioned. Some of them have been immersed since birth in the ways of man's religion, and yet they feel completely justified by their way of living, even though they are face to face with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't any different in the times of Jesus when he himself walked the earth. See, the creator of the cosmos would move in the spirit of boldness and correction, and they would look for ways to kill him. He would speak the living word of God and then display it for all of them to see. And they hated him. They hated him for it. Because it was with authority and it was with power. It did not fit their comfort zones and it was not how they preached. And trust me when I say that it was definitely not with the parlance of their times. See, Christ himself would go so far as to call them a brood of vipers. And yet they remained hardened by the justification of the religious ways. See, the downfall of the religious teachers, see, it wasn't their teaching of the law. It was their hypocrisy. They would clean the outside and inwardly they were dirty. See, it's no different in today's age. For example, see, some that are lacking spiritual maturity will teach about being a drunkard. And they'll speak against being a drunkard, yet they'll personally justify some way to smoke or use dip. They'll speak on homosexuality, but yet they have a problem with anger and judgment that's not being addressed. See, they teach on the error of man, but they find loopholes to justify their own actions. As scripture says, they crush people with unbearable religious demands and they never lift a finger to ease the burden. Yet they are comfortable with sitting at the head of their table at banquets and at the seats of honor in synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk into the marketplace and to be called pastor and preacher and teacher and apostle and bishop. See, if you recognize the scripture that I just said in Jesus's day, it was rabbi. Yet Christ himself said, don't let anyone call you rabbi for you have only one teacher. 
and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven is your father. And don't let any one of you say teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. The scariest part of all of this isn't the fact that they react this way when their leadership is questioned. I'm going to say it again. The scariest part of all of this isn't the fact that they react this way when their leadership is questioned. It's the results of their actions that cause the hearts of many to grow cold. Listen real close to what I'm about to say. It's not the influence of the outside world that creates the wickedness. It is the lack of power in the church that causes it to increase. One more time so that it'll be ingrained in your hearts in Jesus name. It is not the influence of the outside world that creates wickedness. It is the lack of power in the church. Or did God's power disappear? Did the word of God lose its power? Or is it some men who proclaim to walk in it lack the actual power and the faith to walk it out through action and in truth? If your actions don't match the word of God, shouldn't any common man be able to question your leadership? God himself shows no favoritism, yet wasn't it even Christ that said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If God's word be true and every human being be a liar, why are the church doors closed during this time? Wouldn't it be that if true leadership was in place, that people wouldn't run to just the hospital, but they would be running towards the church doors? You say that you are following the laws of the land, yet the hospital doors are open. And according to scripture, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. You Oh my goodness, God, Lord Jesus, help me. If you believed, you wouldn't even, wouldn't even the law of the land, wouldn't the leaders of this generation request that the doors stay open while these hospitals 
are reaching max capacity and they're running out of medical supplies. This is not a game. This is reality. I'm going to say it again. According to scripture, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you believed, wouldn't even the laws of the land request that your doors stay open while the hospitals are reaching max capacity and running out of medical supplies? Yet the church doors remain closed. And the outside world can only turn to itself while you pray for revival from your seats of safety. Christ literally died so that you would have the power of God in you to do the works that he did and far greater. He died so that you would have the same spirit of God living in you to represent, to represent him as an ambassador, as the word of God. You are a living epistle. That when people see you, they should see Jesus. And that if you have the power in you, if that power resides in you through the Holy Spirit, then why are you not doing what he himself said that you are capable of doing? If you truly believe the words that you preached, then why are you not practicing what you preach? You say you move in action and in truth. Yet while hospitals are overflowing, you shut your doors. These aren't your doors. These are the doors that God has entrusted you to bring refreshment to his people. Now. Do you see what causes the hearts of many to grow cold? It's not the sin of the world causing it. It's men in leadership not walking in the power of God. God in us, the hope of glory, the whole reason why Christ came and the Bible was written. Step down or step up. The very thing that you say that you want to happen, that you don't want to happen, you are causing by the lack of faith and you aren't believing what you teach or your actions would show it. It was under a two week walk to the promised land that ended up taking 40 years because of a lack of faith and a belief in the hardness of people's hearts. I thank my God in heaven above for the Caleb and the Joshua's of this generation who are bold enough to believe in the promises of God. Ask yourself, what if you were walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and you opened up the doors of the church and you practiced what you preached? Would it be that the word of God would break forth into what was prophesied long ago? When Christ said, yet a time will come when you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. Would this happen right now if you opened up the church doors around the world? Not just the Western world. Think of what I'm saying. There is a time where you will be arrested persecuted and killed for your faith would this happen now if you opened up the church doors around the world during this crisis what about in china 
What about in Russia? What about the Middle East? What about here? You will be hated, Christ said, all over the world because you are my followers. Would this happen if we were bold enough to walk in the signs that God said would accompany a believer? Christ said, many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. Is this because light has come into the world? But people love the darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. My father said through the Messiah, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. Is this because the power of God wasn't found in men preaching from the pulpit? Was it because they lacked the signs that would accompany one who believes? So when times got rough, these men were exposed and they closed their doors. My father said through Christ the Messiah, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that nations will hear it. And then the end will come. See, I thank God for the Caleb's and the Joshua of our generation. For even in the end times, God will send us two witnesses, these two olive trees and the two lampstands, and they will stand before Lord and the earth. They'll stand before the Lord and earth. No matter what you believe, it's gonna happen. The question is, what side will you actually be standing on? The side of faith that moves in the spirit of action and in truth, accompanied by the signs of those that believe? Or will you be standing on the side of the religious teachers, shutting the doors on the hope of our generation? See, a day Brother, the day is coming where you will stand before God and you will give an account of your actions in these days. Will you be remembered before this cloud of great witnesses as one who moved in the confidence and the boldness of the Holy Spirit? Or are you going to be remembered as a coward who tucked hell and ran because he lacked the faith to walk in the power of God that he preached? What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites! For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. And you ignore the important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. 
Yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides. You strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy. You are full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits the teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs. Beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurities. Outward, you look to righteous people. You look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. The day is coming. When you will stand before God and give an account of your actions in these days, will you be remembered before this great cloud of witnesses as one moved in the confidence and the boldness of the Holy Spirit? Or would you be a coward that tucked tail and ran because you lacked the faith to open up the doors and walk in the power of God that he preached. 